Welcome to this podcast from the Vessel Collective Church here in the heart of Texas. Our mission is to be vessels of the living Christ, set apart for His purpose and His kingdom. We thank you for sharing in this message here today. Good morning, Vessel Church. Good morning. Can we thank our worship team? That was awesome. If you don't know who I am, I'm Jacob Hawthorne, and I have the privilege and honor of working with our student ministry. And today, we are going to be talking about serving, and specifically serving others. And the idea of serving others right now seems crazy with everything that we have going on in the world that we live in currently. But it is so important. It's even more important right now that we don't forget about what serving looks like and we don't forget to serve in general. And today, as we dive through the word, as we talk about what is happening here at Vessel and in the world around us when it comes to serving, I want us to think and imagine that these three words, when we talk about serving, I want us to think about loving, educating, and empowering. And today, we are going to be in the Gospel of John. And so if you have your Bible, you can go there. We won't be going there exactly right now, but we're going to be in John 13. And in John 13, we get to see Jesus serve his disciples right before he is about to go and be on the cross and die for each of our sins. And I want us to imagine and think about the words that Jesus says and what is being spoken in that chapter as we read it. If you've been with us over the last few weeks, we have been talking about the, the, the disciples and we have been looking at different phrases in different words uh, that describe them, character traits of what Jesus is speaking to them and what is being talked about in scripture. I have been at Vessel for about a year now, and I've loved every minute of it. I've loved getting to know the Vessel family. And before I was in Vessel, before I was here, uh, I had the privilege and awesome opportunity of going to the Dominican Republic and working for an organization there called Macarios. And Macarios is actually stationed here in Austin, Texas. And I got to know them through the church that I grew up in, which is right down the street um, called The Fellowship. And at The Fellowship, I was shown, I was given opportunities, I was given a chance to say yes to serving. And when I was serving, when I was at the fellowship, uh, serving and what serving met and what happened in serving grew. And it grew into being able to go to the Dominican Republic. It grew into having an opportunity to go serve the Dominican people. And in the DR, we did awesome, amazing things for the Dominican people, but also at the same time, we were able to show them what it looks like to love. We were able to walk alongside them in that process. We were able to educate and grow their community, their culture. And we were able to do that through three different things. Makarios has a school 
they also have a ministry called Family Empowerment. And they also have a ministry called Groups Ministry. And there they do three different things, but they all come together to form what Macarios is. And when I was there, I got to work with all three of those organizations. And those, organiz- those three groups, those organizations, they are a part of that system that Macarios has. And in the school, we were able to partner with Dominican teachers. We were able to bring in Dominican students. But Macarios knows that them being there is a short-term thing. They know that they are there to serve, but they also know that their American missionaries are not going to stay there forever. And so their goal was always to bring in more Dominican teachers, more Dominican students than Americans, because those Americans are going to go back home to their communities, to the places that they belong. And those students and those teachers are going to stay there. And as that process continues to happen, they continue to bring in more and more Dominican teachers, more and more Dominican students. And the Americans that are there have less and less responsibility. And the goal at the end of the day is going to be for Macarios to have no American teachers there, no American students there, and for it to be a Dominican-run ministry. And that is so awesome, and that is so amazing, because that is what we see in Scripture. We see this idea of us being the body. And we see in 1 Corinthians Uh, Chapter 12, verses 12 through 14, this, it says, it says, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. We get to be a part of the body. If we have put our faith in who Jesus is and in what Jesus did on the cross, we are a part of that body and we get to see that body function and that body work, but we also get to be a part And when we get to be a part, we get to serve. We are called to serving and helping that body move and helping that body grow. And so for Makarios, Makarios went to the Dominican Republic. They went to a place where the body was there, but they also went to a place that needed help, that needed people to come in and love well. They needed people to come and educate but they also needed people to come and empower and help grow that community into what it is becoming. And at the end of the day, that is going to become an amazing example of what the body looks like and what God is doing in the Dominican Republic. And so as we are here in Round Rock, Texas, we are the body of vessel, but we aren't just the body of vessel. We are the body of Round Rock. We are the body of this area and we get to come and be here 
in Round Rock, we get to be here at Vessel and serve in all the many places and things that we have going on. But we also get to go out of these four walls. And when we go out of these four walls, we get to go and serve in the places that we work, in the communities that we are a part of. We get to be an example of who Jesus is and what Jesus is calling us to do. And what we are being called to do is something so much greater than me, than you, than anyone in this room. We get to be vessels. We get to be examples. We get to let the Lord work through each and every one of us and each and everything that we do to show and be the body of Christ. Yeah. And when we look at Macarius, when we look at what happens in the Dominican Republic, I want to paint a picture for us before we dive into scripture today. And so when we look at the words love, when we look at the word educate, and when we look at the word empower, for Macarius, Macarius went into the Dominican Republic and the first thing they did was love. They had no agenda, but coming in and learning and growing and being there for people to see and for people to acknowledge that Macarius, that the people that were in the Dominican Republic were not there to throw them into whatever they wanted them to do and to be, the, to be there as their boss. They wanted to be there to love, to serve. They came in and served the community. They showed them serving. And then as that relationship grew, as they then started to form relationships, to form connections, then they came in and they started a school. And that school started in a little shack. And as that school grew, as more people started to see, okay, they're here helping us. They're here educating us. That school grew, and not just the school, but their family empowerment program grew as well. And that program then started affecting the families, not just the students. So the students were going to school. The students were hearing about all of these awesome things that are in the Bible, but they also were learning and getting an education at the same time. And at the same time, the families were hearing about that. They were getting opportunities to grow and learn and feel empowered. One of the coolest stories out of Macarios is a guy named Renal. Renal was a student. He was a, one of the first students for Macarios. He started in that shack, in that small little room in the community that they started in and he grew and he learned. And now in the Dominican Republic, Renal has a business. He has a family. He gets an opportunity to do what Macarios did for him and empower other people through his business, giving them opportunities and giving them a chance to go out and feel empowered and go and do the same exact thing. He gets a chance to be the body in the Dominican Republic. He gets a chance to show and be an example of what and who Jesus is. 
If you have your Bible, we're going to be in John now. And John is one of the four gospels. And in the gospel of John, we get to see Jesus do miracles. We get to see Jesus go out and be who Jesus was. We get to go and see Jesus go into communities, into villages, into places that no one else wanted to go. And he heals people. He goes and he teaches. He loves and he empowers. And as we are reading through John, we are gonna be in John 13. And in John 13, we see Jesus at the very end of his time here on earth. Jesus is about to have the last supper with his disciples and his disciples have no idea what's going on. His disciples are probably confused, probably like, what is this? I am just here hanging out with you and you're gonna be, you're saying all these things. You seem a little off, like what's happening here? His disciples are asking him a bunch of questions. I don't know about you, but I am a very, very question-oriented person. If I don't know what's going on, I have questions about what's going on. I want to know the plan. I want to know what you are doing. I want to know what I am doing. And I'm sure Faith gets bothered by that all the time. And I'm sure Jake and Shay are always just like, Jacob, just go with the flow. It's okay. But I like knowing. I like having the next steps, A, B, and C, and D, and so forth. And so you can imagine During this crazy season, during all of this COVID pandemic, I have had moments where I've just been like, what is happening? I don't know what's next. I don't know what is the next step, what B, C, and D are going to look like. Faith and I uh, got married back in August, so we have been married actually for two months. Yes, yes, yes. It's been awesome. It's been fabulous. But the crazy part about all of that that still blows my mind is we were supposed to get married December 19th, about a month from now. But with all of the COVID stuff, with everything that happened, we decided we were going to do it sooner rather than do it later. And so we got married and that was crazy. And then to think about everything else that is happening, it's crazy It blows my mind. I still don't know what the next step's gonna be. But I get to see and I have the reassurance and I know that we have a God and we have a plan that is in place that I don't have to know about. That I don't have to know the next step. All I have to do is say yes, is go and do whatever is next, whatever I see, whatever the Lord lays out in front of me. And so these disciples, I bet, are feeling the same way. I bet they are like, I don't understand this. I don't understand what is going on. And we get to see Jesus say yes. We get to see Jesus serve. Verse one says, now before the feast of the Passover, 
when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. He rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Before we continue, I want us to look at verse three. Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. If any of you are in this room today, worried, anxious, have no idea what is next, we have come from God. God formed us, he created us. And the beautiful part about that is we are going to go back to him. We get to go back to God. What a reassurance that is. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what am I doing? What I am doing, you do not understand now, but after you will understand. Jesus said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also wash my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean and you are clean. But not every one of you, for he knew who was to betray him. And that was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so am I. If I then, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also thought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. We get to see throughout the gospels, Jesus come and love well. We get to see Jesus come and educate, but he doesn't educate like we think educate means. We get to see Jesus come and educate by example, by action, by coming and serving and getting dirty. If you know anything about back then, there weren't any cars, so you had to walk everywhere, but also everybody wore sandals. You didn't have your Nikes, you didn't have your Plumas, 
You didn't have your nice little boots that you get to wear. You had sandals. And if you wear sandals and you go out into the dirt, if you go out into the sand, your feet are gonna get dirty. And there was no pavement. There was no sidewalks back then. And so everybody had dirty feet. And so Jesus wasn't just washing someone's clean feet, giving them a nice little massage. He was washing some dirty feet, some feet that were nasty, some feet that you don't want to touch. He was serving. He wasn't just doing this small, minimal task. He was getting down and dirty. He was showing his disciples what it looks like to serve. It is not something that we just get to show up to. We have to get dirty. We have to be ready to get sweaty, to get uncomfortable. We have to be ready to get out of our comfort zone. The job Jesus just did was a job that slaves did, that servants did. It was not something that someone like Jesus would have done. But Jesus, just like we just read, says, there's no one greater, there's no one higher than the other. We are all in the body together. We are all a part of vessel together. We don't get to look at each other and say, well, I did this today and you didn't do that. And so I am here and you are here. That's not how serving works. Serving is going to where we feel uncomfortable, where we feel like maybe we don't belong and saying, God, what are you going to do right here through me? What are you going to do? And let him do that. I talked about love, educate, and empower earlier. And I first want us to look at love. We see in verse four, Jesus rose from supper and he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, he tied it around his waist. And so throughout the gospels, we see this idea of Jesus going and loving. We see him do and act out what love looks like, the love that we are called to. If I am eating dinner, I wanna eat dinner. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about eating dinner. Jesus said, Jesus said I'm gonna love first and then I'm gonna go eat dinner. I'm gonna go and do this. I'm gonna go and do this action before I eat. I'm gonna go and show what love looks like. And then in verse seven, we see Jesus educate. We see Jesus say, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but after I will. His disciples had no idea. His disciples had no clue what was about to happen. They just thought that Jesus was having a meal with them. 
They had no idea that Jesus was about to go and die on a cross. He was about to go and die for them, for me, for you, for this world. He was about to go and love. He was about to go and give himself up for each of us. There's beauty in that. There is something in that that pulls and draws us in. We've put our faith, we as Christians, we as vessel believe this. We believe in what Jesus did. We believe in this action that he takes. And us believing in that is great. But if we are not doing that, we're missing the whole point of it. We are missing the opportunity to show and be that example. And I'm not telling any of us to go and die on a cross anytime soon. But what I am telling us to do is the next time you see an opportunity to serve, not just here at Vessel, but anywhere, take that opportunity. Go and say yes. There is a YouTube channel that I love and they are not Christian. They are just three ordinary guys and they're called Yes Theory. And their whole premise behind their channel, their whole drive, their whole desire is to say yes to what makes them uncomfortable. And they say yes to things that are crazy, like jumping out of planes. They say yes to just going and volunteering and serving and going and being and helping the world and doing all of these crazy, awesome things that normally you probably wouldn't say yes to. One of my favorite episodes that they do is they're at the airport and they are trying to find someone to go on a trip with them. And everybody at the airport, I think, knows where they're going. Like nobody at the airport is just like, all right, well, let's go see. All right, so they're going here today. They're going here today. Let's go there. If you're at the airport, you have an idea of where you're going and you probably already have your ticket and you're probably ready to go there. And so for them, this was a crazy idea. They were like, all right, well, let's go. Let's see. We're going to get someone to say yes to coming on this awesome trip with us. And they found this guy. And this guy was actually a Christian. He was someone who was in church. He was someone who believed in the gospel, believed in who Jesus was. And as this episode, as this uh, show continued, they went and it was a beautiful trip. They went to Hawaii. They went and they fished. They swam with dolphins. All the things you do when you go to Hawaii. And we, as this episode got continued though, they asked him why he said yes and why he went. And as he's talking, he was like, ah, oh, it would have been fun. I was just going somewhere in the States and I, this sounded like a lot better of an adventure. But then as he continues talking, he starts talking about Jesus, about what Jesus has shown him and what he sees in the Bible. And what he said he saw in the Bible was someone he saw Jesus say yes to the uncomfortable, 
say yes to the things that we wouldn't normally say yes to. And the last thing that we see Jesus do in John is we see him in power. And we see that in verse 13. And verse 13 says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so am I. If I then your teacher and Lord have washed your feet, you also thought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. When I was a little kid, one of the craziest things and one of my favorite things to do was hold the door for old people. And sorry to anyone who's old in here, but... When I held the door for someone who was older than me, normally 90% of the time, they always were like, thank you. You're such a good little boy. And I always was like, yes, I am. I am a good little boy. And so I wanted to do it again. I wanted to go and do it again. I wanted to go and help. And at the time, I didn't realize what I was doing. I just wanted them to say, oh man, you're great. You're awesome. Because if you ask my mom back there, I was a little bit of a turd sometimes. So it was nice to hear, okay, Jacob, I am a good little boy. And as I did that though, I look back on that now, and maybe that was the first time I served. Maybe it wasn't. But as I look at that moment, I was serving and I didn't even realize I was serving. What I was doing was serving. What I was doing was helping. And now it's even more fun to go and hold the door for someone who's older than me or anyone in general. Because again, people still look at you and think, okay, wow. You're great. You're awesome. And at the end of the day, I might be the one doing that. But hopefully, we talk a lot about planting seeds. And we talk a lot about those little moments. Those little moments that grow into big moments. And that's one of those little moments. That little door hold that I did when I was a kid and that I try to do now is a little moment where hopefully, where we pray and where we desire for people to see God through that moment. And that's just that. That's just opening the door. There's so many more opportunities, so many more chances for us to be vessels, for us to be examples If you have been on Instagram, if you have been on Vessel's Facebook lately, you have seen that we are doing a sock drive right now. And it ended today, so you can't bring any more socks. But as we have been doing that, that has been a chance for our church to serve, for us to go out of our way and buy something from the store that we probably wouldn't have bought that week and for us to bring it here 
and for us to put it in a box. And then for that box, for those socks to go and affect someone's life. And you might think it's just a pair of socks. But the people that are getting those socks need those socks. That is not just a sock to them. That is a blessing. That is love. That is empowerment. That is something that they won't forget. They were given a pair of socks. And I think that's crazy because I have 15 pairs of socks. I have tons of socks. But when you think about who those socks are going to, it doesn't sound so crazy anymore. It doesn't sound like it's just a pair of socks. It sounds like a blessing. It sounds like something that is going to affect someone else's life long after they receive those socks. And hopefully just like holding the door for those little old ladies and for those people that are walking behind you. This pair of socks will be an example, will be an opportunity for someone to see who God is in the love and empowerment that he shows us through the scripture, through the body, through the community that we get to be a part of. And not just sock drives, because sock drives are great. But here at Vessel, we have opportunities each week for us to serve. We get to come. And if you are a gifted singer, unlike me, you could be up here. You could be worshiping. If you are not a gifted singer, but even if you like kids, even if you hate kids, you get a chance to go and help in student ministry, ministry, but also you get a chance to go and help vessel kids. You get a chance to serve each week. You get a chance to come and pick up chairs. You get a chance to talk to your friends here at Vessel and hear about what is going on in their, in their lives. Every week, there is an opportunity to serve. And then after Sundays, there's still an opportunity to serve. We just have to say yes. We just have to go and do. We have to go to the uncomfortable Jesus very easily could have said, I don't want to go to the uncomfortable. But Jesus knew, just like we saw in the very beginning of chapter 13, Jesus knew where he was from. Jesus knew who was leading him and where he was going back to. He knew that. So the uncomfortable wasn't as uncomfortable as it could have been. As we wrap up, as we close out today, our worship team is about to come back up and they are about to lead us in a final song. And as they are leading us in this final song, take a second, take a second to think, to breathe. Take a second to let the Lord speak to you. We talk about the Lord in his presence And his presence is here. 
His presence is known in this place. And so as we are worshiping, ask the Lord to speak to you. Ask the Lord to talk to you about what serving looks like. What serving looks like here at Vessel, what serving looks like in the community that you are a part of. And if you have no idea still where you wanna serve, but you wanna say yes, come talk to me, come talk to Jake, come talk to anyone. And we would love to find you a place to serve, find you an opportunity to come and be a part of the body, to be a part of what is happening. We get to sit in these awesome, comfortable chairs each and every week, but we also get to come and be a part, and we also get to come and say yes. Getting to come and say yes here at Vessel happened because of a yes that was said to go to the Dominican Republic and serve there. And getting to go to the Dominican Republic was because of a yes that I was given the chance to say yes to long before that. Say yes. Do it. I dare you. Say yes and come and see what happens next. When we get to say yes, we get to be a part. And serving looks a little bit different for each of us. But the idea of serving doesn't change. What serving represents doesn't change. It represents Jesus. It represents the love that he shows us. And it represents our Savior. It represents him getting on that cross and saying yes and saying, I will. I'm going to do this and doing it. Thank you for joining us this morning for our service. We are publishing content throughout the week for Church at Home through our social media and website. For more information, visit www.vessel.church.